Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to episode 71 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. The podcast that is real, that is raw, and you know it is always designed to get you hyped to live that dream life. And to get down and do some nasty drawings while we're talking up on here, where we'll chewing, while we're up here chewing this old beef jerky and sipping up this beef stew. You know what I'm saying? Coming in fucking hot today. Woo! But it's cold outside. Let me tell you, we are full blown winter already up here in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont. We've got snow on the ground. We've got freezing temperatures, but you know it's my favorite time of the motherfucking year. It's the most beautiful time of the year. You know what I'm saying? Out here in the fucking forest, magical. Everything is just lit up with the snow. The sounds are crispy and popping, and the air is fresh. Oh my God, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. It's getting me excited for the holidays. Uh, we are headed down to the visit the fam in New Hampshire um, later on this week. Um, but I'm going to get you this episode. I'm going to try to get you maybe another episode before we go as well. I've been pretty busy lately um, with a number of things that we'll get into. A lot of very hype shit going on here. But uh, the big news, I am done with this on Escape from Hat. Listeners to this podcast will uh, know that I have been, for basically the last year, because it was, I think, around this time last year that I was talking to them about you know, getting involved in the project and figuring out what it was going to look like. Um, and yeah, basically have worked all year because by the time January rolled around, I was, I was working on it. So I guess maybe that's when I started. So yeah, basically all year been working on, uh, doing visual development for, uh, Mark Osborne's new animated feature with Netflix called escape from hat. Um, obviously I'm friends with Mark, uh, because Ken Osborne, his brother is my new best friend and neighbor and compadre from Adventure Time. And, uh, me and Mark have become friends. Mark's been to Ghost Scout training camp before to be a visiting artist, sharing his amazing inspirational story of how he found his success up here. He's of course been on this very podcast. Go find, the. uh, Whatever that episode was, um, we've got some juicy hitters. You know what I'm saying? You got to go back through the archives. I love it when people uh, message me saying they've discovered the podcast. They're immediately diving into the archives and going back in time, you know, um, into the short history of this podcast and digging up some juicy gems. We've got some hits. Um, that's the whole point of this podcast is to have inspirational conversations with my friends you know, it's supposed to just kind of almost sound like a phone call between me and my friends. But today we got a solo pod. You know, this old fucking camp dad's going on some rants today. So buckle up. 
Um, but uh, yeah, finished with Escape from Hat, so that was dope. We'll get into that. Um, I think I end definitely ended on my best batches. Uh, these last three batches, I was busting some sick batches in there, and uh, you know, definitely impregnating the project with some fucking unique ideas as is my specialty and just having a lot of fun in the process and uh definitely got better at figuring out what i like to do for concept stuff and figuring out a little bit more concept coloring which is really fun um and i can't wait to share that stuff obviously i won't be able to share it for (laughs) like two more years um but uh you know that's the business Um, but very grateful to have gotten to work on that project and, uh, you know, hopefully get to work on many more with Mark and the crew and, you know, hopefully the beginning of, uh, you know, some fun other projects with Netflix. Um, I also saw that the SpongeBob, uh, three trailer is out. I think they changed the name. It was going to be. I don't even remember what it is now, but go check it out. SpongeBob 3 um, preview was up, and it has a little bit, a little peek at the exterior of some of the concept design that I did for uh, one of the main locations in it, the Lost City of Atlantic City. Um, I did that, I think, last winter, right before I did Escape from Hat. I did like maybe four or six weeks or something. Um, my first official viz dev job i think um i did like a week of viz dev in there for midnight gospel um pen ward's new show with netflix as well i got to design the two main locations and uh recently i saw some of the models that were made from the um like a little 3d render or whatever of of uh the main character's kind of barn house and it was looking really cool and funky so um definitely neat to uh to you know see that VizDev coming to life in different ways you know different styles it's cool to do the visual development but not the finished background you know and have it like interpreted and of course Jesse Moynihan is art directing that um he just wrapped it up maybe a month ago or so i think um, we'll have to get him back on the pod, um, especially once he can talk about the project. Um, it's going to be coming out next year, early next year. Um, rumor has it maybe on a certain uh, stoner holiday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, so yeah, check out the SpongeBob preview. I was excited to see like a little glimpse. You can they're outside the park in the preview. I posted an image of it up on my Instagram. It's actually kind of hard to really make to kind of see what you're looking at, but if you zoom in, I can see a little little glimpses of some other of the um, buildings I designed in there and stuff. Uh, but um, one of the other artists on there, Chloe Bristol who um we we were kind of bouncing i do i do a design and then she'd kick it back to me with some color and some other stuff added because i wasn't coloring any of it at that point and we were kind of bouncing some ideas back and forth and that was a really fun process actually i've never really done that before and that was really neat because she'd come up with some cool ideas and then i could you know jump off of those and we, we kind of built this location together um, initially I did a certain, a certain couple rounds just myself and then we started kicking it back and forth and that really kicked it up a notch. That was really fun to get someone else's design perspective into it and, and then just kind of adding to each other's vision of it. And, um, 
let me stop myself right there. Uh, was going into a little bit too much detail about the project, and uh, that's still you know under non-disclosure agreement. So we'll wait till it comes out. It comes out early next year, and then uh, you know we'll we'll go over what's in it. I'll be able to share the work that I did for it, and we can talk about it, and you can see all the stuff. I was just starting to talk about some of the some of the gags that listeners to this podcast would especially appreciate that I snuck into the movie but will have to wait but in the meantime you uh conspiracy people can go and scrutinize the preview and see if you can find any juicy tidbits in there um let's see what else um oh yeah some good news for people that are interested in round 6 of the 12 week online group workshop um, I had initially really planned on doing a lot of workshops this year, but then, you know, I, I uh, you know, that was kind of my plan. I had some illustration stuff planned and uh, workshop stuff planned. Um, uh, but then, you know, I got this big job with Escape from Hat and that ended up turning into, you know, my, you know, really most of my year. So, um, so we're circling back around just about where we were talking about it last year. Um, we were doing, you know, I was probably promoting round five of the workshop. Um, you know, and I think, I think I did actually launch it around, uh, Thanksgiving week. I think we've, we've done that for the last couple of years. So if you are on the workshop waiting list, you know, that I've already sent out some messages, um, about the possibility of it happening. And, uh, it looks like, you know, barring, you know, me getting some big long-term project in the next week, um, we'll probably be launching round six of the workshop, um, that will take place in January. Uh, so that'll be really fun to start the year off with, uh, a, a juicy workshop. You know, I guess me super hyped and, um, you know, we've been developing a, a workshop notification list, um, over the course of the past year through the website. If you are interested in the workshop, definitely go check out the info on the site. And if you're ready to sign up or want to know, you know, just about, you know, uh, just be the first to know whenever rounds are opening up, um, go there and, and let me know. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been in contact with the list and there are, we already have confirmed, you know, more than enough people are ready to sign up for the 10 spots that we'll have available. Um, and it sounds like they are going to go, they are going to be opened to the people on the waiting list of the weekend of Thanksgiving. So, um, next weekend basically, or, you know, if you're hearing this podcast, Thanksgiving week, um, this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, everybody in the United States of America. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty hyped about that. And I know that the, the response from the, from the workshop waiting list was actually really like overwhelming. Like people were like, fuck yeah, let's fucking rip this beef stew. Like people are so, I was actually really impressed with the level of hype that people have to sign up for this workshop. So, um, I think it's going to be about $1,200 this round. Um, it goes up a little bit each round. I always try to keep it as, affordable as possible for people while kind of making it work for my financial situation and the, you know, obviously supporting the family and all that. Um, so that's uh, where it's at now. You know, I assume it's going to keep going up a little bit each time. So, um, you know, if money is a factor for you, think about getting in while the getting's good. You know, I think two years ago when we first started it, it was about 600 bucks. So it's, it's, it's creeping up a couple hundred bucks each time, basically. 
The last time was like a thousand thirty dollars, I think a thousand and thirty dollars, and yeah, this time it'll be twelve hundred dollars, um, and uh, and ten students, um, you know, and all the infos on the site, and uh, you know, if you want a, if you want to really create a vision of your life and a vision of your, you know, who you want to be and and really what you want your life to to be about, do some deep thinking about that, and then really create a a, a kind of a you know, an illustration portfolio and a, you know, a background design portfolio, concept design, um, you know, strong personal work. Those are the things that we focus on, all the infos on the site. And really just about unlocking like your voice as an artist and, and, like being really fulfilled with the work you're making, really making really unique personal work, but then figuring out where, how you can make a living off of that, right? Finding that sweet, sweet balance between doing the work you want to do and then figuring out how to go out and get paid to do it, you know? And many of the listeners of this podcast um, have heard people from the workshop and, and some of the more recent episodes are Dalton and Max that, that came out of the workshop and went right into, you know, going from delivering pizza and working at an architecture firm to be, you know, making a living in their first year, um, as visual artists. So, uh, super inspiring and super pumped up. It's truly a very powerful workshop. It's a really powerful experience for me and it's a powerful experience for everyone in it. And also there is an alumni group that you join with everybody that's gone through the workshop afterwards. So there's kind of like this support network and, and you can really kind of keep the vibes going and make those creative friendships and that creative camaraderie. It's so important to have a creative group that's what we're all about building is creative communities through this podcast, through the workshop, through Ghost Scouts. You know that's my deal. We change in this world, y'all. We using creativity and productivity to change the world. And uh, on that note, um, let's uh, kick it over to my man AWOL1 and jump into this podcast. <laughs> All right, here we are once again, again, again. Here we are, here we are once again, again, again on the beefiest two weeest podcast. You know, it's the beefiest two weeest podcast. You know, bop, 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 ba doop, bop, 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 bop. Turn on the beefs two faucet when you're hungry. What if there were beef stew faucets in your fucking house? You know, end world hunger. That is my platform as president, as a, as a, as a candidate for president. I would have a beef stew faucet in every household in the world okay made with local ingredients could be vegan and non-vegan options you know which one do you want which one do you turn on all made from fresh local farms that's what i'm fucking talking about gonna change the world through beef stew um what have i been up to lately uh so yeah i actually took a Took a two-week uh, break from smoking weed recently. Um, I do it sort of periodically, and I think maybe about a month or so. I don't know, a couple, a couple months ago, I took a, a week off. But 
I've been feeling real just smoked out lately. I've been on a really good run because I've been having more disposable income lately. So I've been just smoking, you know, a lot of weed steadily. I smoke about an ounce a month, um, you know, which, you know, of course, there's lots of people that smoke more than that. But that's 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 kind of a good pace for me where I can still be, you know, really productive and focused and, and have fun just smoking weed and and, uh, you know, but it was nice to take a little break from it and just clear my head. Um, it was during the last week of Escape from Hat, and uh, I actually did one of my freshest batches there. So, um, you know, that that was really fun. And uh, I did I did finish up some of the stuff, did some coloring on it um, when I was back smoking weed. Um, and it's always fun when you take a break and you kind of like, it feels amazing to just have like a long run of sobriety too, of like not kind of entering the weed realm. Um, you know, just coming back to, you know, the, the, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I don't even know how you would explain it. It's definitely a little crispier and a little clearer, but not in like a good or bad way. Um, you know, I love though. I obviously live a lot of time in the weed realm. For me, it's extremely creative and surrealistic, uh, realm and, and, you know, uh, a very mental promotes, you know, great mental health from me. Um, you know, just real lack of anxiety and stress. Um, I think it's a amazing balance for, um, a lot of the things that can, uh, you know, just cloud your mind in life. To me, the greatest thing about weed and why it's always, it's been part of my life since I started smoking every day when I was, you know, a junior in high school or whatever, and really started to figure my life out. It, 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 when think like, you know, sometimes you'll get stressed about things that don't matter and that you can't control. And I'm not super prone to that, but I think it's weed that reminds me that, that when I smoke weed, it kind of just shows me the things that are important in life. Like it just, my mind only really, it, it, it becomes very euphoric and it just focuses on the positive things in life and uh, just whatever comes in that's negative. It's just like, I don't even want to process it. It's just, it's like this disgusting entity in there. And I'm just like, get this fucking trash out of here. What's this doing in my brain? So it's like I don't know what it is. It's it's this incredible filter um for for to me for hype and positivity and productivity and it kind of just like it it kind of helps me in my weird ADHD brain. It helps me filter out the bullshit in mainstream reality and then just like narrows my focus to just the things that I really want to work on. And it's and it's and it really I think is a is a performance enhancer for creativity and for surrealism and for abstraction of thought, um, which are obviously all things that I love and just mental clarity, strangely counterproductively, um, overall. But if you do smoke a lot of it, there can be like a cloudiness that can eventually build up in your brain. And that's why it's really nice to take a break. So I took a two week break and that was really great. I got really kind of just, uh, you know, defogged my brain, got back in terms with that really kind of more linear reality. Also, sometimes it's like definitely not conducive for like, you know, 
obviously if you have to do a lot of very like I need to write a lot of coherent emails and I have to really do this and this and that. So it's obviously not good for everything. Um, and sometimes it's nice to like come back and get into like a really super linear train of thought and then like apply that to your life and whatever needs to be looked at in a super linear way. And then your tolerance goes down and then you jump back into that surreal, surreal weed realm. And, and the abstraction is like even that more great, you know, your mind's just like, it just shatters your brain. And then as you kind of look at the pieces and, and kind of see what you want to think about and see what you don't want to think about, it's that much more potent and powerful. It's really cool. It's a really fun cycle. So I really enjoyed that. Um, that was good. It was during my last week on escape from hat and I got some really good ideas. I turned in some of my cleanest work, which is kind of interesting. Um, but actually, no, actually also the, the previous batch was also extremely clean and, and technical and, and, and really good too. So I'd say the last two batches were basically equal. Um, but I'm really happy with how I ended out on the project and, uh, really happy with where I'm at with that concept coloring that a little bit looser vibe of, of coloring, um, which has been super fun to experiment with. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to jump in. I'm going to be doing a couple weeks of, uh, visual development on the, Adventure Time next. Um, they're doing some new Adventure Time miniseries that have been, that have been announced, and I missed most of it while I was working on Escape from Hat. They got at me earlier, um, but uh, you know I'm just you know I was just really really kind of involved and 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 in the flow of the Escape from Hat thing, and I didn't want to break continuity there. So I uh, <laughs> it's funny I I this year I think I've turned down more more big work than I've ever turned down. The last couple of years, you know, as I've been busier and busier. And getting into more like bigger projects, it's definitely been more of a common occurrence. Like I'm, it's crazy. I'm turning down, like it's for the first time in my career, I'm turning down just as much work as I'm taking. Like I'm turning away a career's worth of work, which is such a, I'm so, I feel so fucking privileged and blessed that I've worked my way to that level. Cause you know, uh, you know, I've been in the game, what, 16 going on 17 years now. And it's really the last couple years that that's been the norm. Um, and of course it's all a good projects too. It's not, you know, I don't, I, I think I've established myself in a way that people aren't really coming to me for generic product projects. You know, I think I have a, a specific voice and a specific, you know, way of approaching my work that, you know, I think people, you know, I'm just not on their radar or I'm someone that they definitely want to work with. And that's, you know, that, that's always the vibes when I'm, when I'm on projects. So, so I really like that. And of course, I'm always trying to bring the hype to it and the high morale, you know, we're all about the high morale lifestyle that I think people people appreciate on the projects. I always try to be really positive and really pumped up, even just in like, you know, emails to the people that are the, you know, the, the paycheck payroll people. I'm, you know, I, I always try to think like you can make, you can do a little thing and you can raise the morale for everybody really easily. You know, that's always been something that has been a, a, a gift that I have and I don't take it for granted. You know, I always try to punch, pump that out there because it keeps me super hyped and super positive. And then I share it with the people around me and then it comes back to me. You know, people remember that because I think that that's a it's a really easy thing to do. But I think a lot of people don't think to do it because it's not really like, I don't know, it's it's I don't know. I you know, I couldn't really tell you because it makes perfect sense to me. But, uh, you know, again, a lot of things that make sense to me just don't translate into mainstream reality. So 
That's why we fucking say fuck mainstream reality. We pick and choose, baby. We taking that shit a la carte, homie. You can't sell me that whack mainstream reality bundle. Fuck it. <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, where else are we at? So um, I'm going to be jumping into some VizDev. So that's really fun because I can pick up where I left off with Escape from Hat um, on a really high note. And I can bring that right into the Adventure Time stuff. I just got my my paperwork yesterday, uh, which is Friday. Um, today's Saturday. So, you know, I'm going to jump into that and I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to be doing, uh, I mean, we got Thanksgiving break and then I basically am going to be doing a couple weeks of visual development for, um, the last of the, of the new mini series. Um, and, uh, I, I, I might do some background stuff as well, but I'm not sure. So we'll see to be determined. Um, but that's next. And then, um, uh, I'm talking to raw about the third rolling tray. Um, the second rolling tray, uh, should be out for the holidays. The last one, first one came out for the holidays, was a big success. This new one, which is just the longest I've ever worked on a piece, one of the most complicated pieces I've ever done. Um, uh, you can see it on the gram, on the Instagram. Um, I have a big square of it, and I also have a, which is like a slightly cropped, and then I have, um, I think, a full image of it, or maybe... I don't remember, but anyway, you can go peep it on the gram, and uh, and I'll put it up again once once they're released. Of course, they actually just released a T-shirt yesterday. I think um, in their stories, I shared it. You can go to Raw. They they have like fifteen hundred limited edition Go Shrimp T-shirts where they took out um, some of the characters from the tray and have them on three different color T-shirts. So go peep that if you want to cop the exclusive. Um, I love working with Raw. They're always the coolest. They pay really well. They let me do whatever the fuck I want. So if you ever get the opportunity to work with them, definitely take it. They're the homies. Um, and, uh, you know, everybody knows the fucking, the real smoker, Smoke Raw. So that's dope. It's it's mad street cred. You know, I love that because that's, that's mad street cred. Like that, the MF Doom cover. There's certain things that are just like street, immediate street cred. And that's one of them. Um, so that's coming up. I still have been sitting on this, uh, job for, you know, Unbox Industries has, you know, an, a standing offer that I can do, um, some, uh, you know, vinyl blind box toys, some little, you know, two inch, um, original, uh, character toys for their blind box series, who goes there. So, um, and if you go and check their shit out, super dope. You can look up the who goes there blind box stuff. It's all super rad. So, um, you know, I'm always as a freelancer, you're always like you, you kind of have projects that you can get to. And then there's plans that you're making. Like, you know, I don't have any giant project that's gonna, that's, that's falling in my lap right now. So, you know, I'm putting out a lot of feelers for projects. Um, I'm talking to Netflix about future projects and, and, and pitching them on some stuff. Um, not, not like actually pitching, pitching them, but asking them, you know, you know, if I were interested in this, would this be available and would this be available? You know, never miss an opportunity to shoot your dream shot when you're in when when you've done great work for somebody and you're talking to them about future stuff. 
you know, ask them if they're if 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 they're interested in giving you a development deal. Ask them if they're interested in letting you do viz dev on a bunch of different projects. You know, shoot your shot. You know, shooters shoot, and you want to be a shooter as a creative person. Um, you're 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 gonna miss a hundred percent of the opportunities that you don't go after, right? So, fucking, there's no harm in asking. All you can do, all they can do is probably really politely say no, but you know, no one's ever going to begrudge you if you're doing good work for them and you're positive and you're, and, and you're, and you're coming at them with ambition. You know, nobody's ever going to be mad at ambition. So never be, um, hesitant or embarrassed or feel like you don't deserve it. Even if you feel all those things, cause everybody has those voices like, Oh, I don't know. Should I really ask for this? Fuck it ask for it because you know what they might just give it to you you know those opportunities happen i've gotten a lot of jobs from just fucking shooting a shot you know recently i uh you know obviously i have a great relationship with the animation workshop in denmark the school there i've i've gone out there and taught twice and built sort of a legend for myself there um peter the head of the visual uh the the graphic storytelling department um said that the kids uh, all say that um, I'm the, uh, not literally kids, obviously this is an art college, but that the students, um, say that I am the person that has had the biggest impact on them that blew their minds the most, which is so fucking amazing. Cause you know, that's my steez, you know, everybody has their different thing and they, they, they see, they see fantastic artists back to back to back all year, come through teach workshops with them. So it's really flattering to me. And and I know that, you know, it doesn't mean that my work's the best or anything like that, but I come with a little something special. I come kicking a five-year plan at, that, at them, kicking, you know, the, the, the go after your fucking dream life, you know, talking about my quest for that shit and my passion for that and my hype for that and, and you know, the story of my great failures and how those failures have led to success and that, you know, I'm really truly a fuck up and that, you know, anybody can accomplish this stuff. If you can just make a clear vision and start to put some plans together, you can really accomplish way more of your goals than you think, right? Again, shoot your fucking shot. You don't even need to be talking to anybody to shoot your shot you fucking talk to yourself you make a plan with yourself you know what i'm saying so so um i've had a big impact um you know on going to the animation workshop and um and it's had a big impact on me that's what that's what inspired me to start the 12 week online group workshop which has been again a huge success and had a great impact on a lot of people um and you know it's trickling into the ghost scouts it's all fucking blending together right and recently, you know, because I'm really bummed out that I didn't get to make it there this year, you know, podcast listeners will know that my grandfather died like two days before me and Athena were supposed to go out to Denmark uh, this year. That would have been my third trip out there and the first trip for me and Athena going together. So that was a that was, a you know, a, a real kind of diversion in the plan. Um, and uh, they they asked you know, if I could come, um, in December, but there's a lot going on in December for me. So, you know, I reluctantly passed on it and I'm really bummed that I'm not going to get to teach this group of kids. So what I did was I pitched them an idea recently saying, Hey, you know, what if, you know, what if I was, what if I became even a consultant for the school where on top of, you know, coming out and doing these workshops every so often, what if I come out every year and, you know, and, and become more of a consultant, you know, uh, an online consultant with the students and, you know, a morale consultant and a fucking dream life consultant and a fucking hype, a metaphysical fucking metaphorical hype consultant, you know, 
I'm basically pitching them a special role. You know, what what if I came in and and added my Goshrim flavor, you know, as more of an outsider staff member, almost a more of some kind of special remote staff member to the school. And, uh, you know, Peter got back and he said, hey, you know, this might be a possibility. Let's chat about it. So, you know, and and that was just a wacky idea that dawned on me. I was reading some, you know, uh, messages that they were sending out. And I just thought, man, how cool would that be if I got to play more, you know, more of a role in this school? That'd be so fun, you know. So just like when I'm like, hey, what would happen if I started the Secret Society of Ghost Scouts and had a fucking training camp in my forest, you know? Never, if you have a wacky thought, fucking shoot it out. The worst that can happen is someone doesn't reply or they say, hey, that's a cool idea, but I don't think it's going to happen. No one's going to be like, fuck you. Stop fucking trying to be super positive and creative in this world. You know, so it can, again, it's counterintuitive because, you know, we go to school and we're taught to fucking conform and and sit down and don't have an outside opinion and wait till your turn to talk and behave like everybody else. Um, but there's everything to be said for going out and blazing your own path and fucking when you have positive things happening, try to build on it. That's called momentum, you know, and, and react to things, you know, oh man, I haven't been to Ta. I didn't get to go to the animation workshop for the past two years, man, what a bummer, you know, what, you know, maybe what could I do to be more involved in it? Boom, you know, come up with some crazy idea and you know, it probably won't be exactly, you know, the initial thought I have, but we'll chew it around and maybe something juicy comes out of it. You know, we'll see to be determined. So, um, you know, fucking shoot your shot, right? Michael Jordan, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Amazing. Michael Jordan, a ghost scout, Fucking ripping it up on CrossFit. Bam, 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 bam. Getting fit, getting fit. So pumped. So pumped to see my Ghost Scouts out there fucking juicing it up. You know, getting fucking yoked, getting jacked, getting juiced. I would love it if all the Ghost Scouts were just fucking shredded and like a team of superheroes. Fucking G.I. Joe, Avenger, X-Men, X-Women, fucking x spectacular tactic i'm ecstatic about fucking everything right now uh man fucking i will tell you this has been one of the greatest years of my life as always like if you listen to me you'll hear me say each year is better than the last and i say it in retrospect i also say it in real time because it's fucking true because we put in the work we put in the work creating the vision of how we want our life to be and then we work really hard trying to collaborate with destiny to actually make that shit happen, you know, because it doesn't just happen. It's not just like, I'm going to make a plan and stick to it. You know, my plan this year was like four workshops and tons of online YouTube video, you know, tons of online, tons of YouTube content. I really wanted to build up the behind the foreskin uh, brand and, 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 and create a ton of YouTube content. I got to do almost none of that this year because all the work that I did, I can't share, you know, but it's all about creating, hey, if no opportunities come my way, even though, you know, opportunities always come if you have a good, healthy, professional career. But my, I have that freelance famine mentality. What if no, no jobs come my way this year? What does my year look like? Let me generate my best year that I can create on my own by myself. That's one of the things that, you know, uh, uh, made me want to create the workshop. 
Um, one of those things that made me want to create the podcast to, you know, get my voice out there, to hype people up, to get people interested in taking the workshop, to bring more people into Ghost Scouts, to promote, you know, workshops at the, you know, to promote the animation workshop, to promote uh, all my friends who come on here. You know, that's another reason why I have friends on here. Number one, I want to catch up with my friends. Number two, I want to promote my friends. I want you to get to know all the dope creative people in my life so that they have, you know, opportunities. If you have a platform, share it with everybody around you. You know, you don't have to pay for your friend's fucking cell phone bills. But what you can do is you can fucking create an outlet where they all get promoted. You go to my website. There's a Ghost Scout roster on there of all the fucking Ghost Scouts. You click on it. You go to their links. You see their fucking pages. You know what I'm saying? That's how you got to do it. You got to, if you get success, you have to turn around and share it with the, the fucking people around you and the people that want to build a reality with you. You know, I'm out here creating this ghost shrimp reality and that wouldn't exist in its richness and fullness without my best friends, my ghost scouts, my family, you know, and that's why I just keep fucking recycling all that positive energy and fucking making it stronger and stronger and bringing, inspiring new people and bringing new people in, you know? Um, speaking of building that fucking dream life of one of the things that I'm super hyped about, and actually one of the reasons why I haven't been, a, been able to rip a podcast for the last couple of weeks is, as you know, we've broken, this past year, we broke Athena out of job jail. I think around this time last year, um, was when we decided that Athena was going to quit her job. And even though we didn't really have money saved up and we didn't have a, you know, a safety net, we felt intuitively that it needed to happen. It was time for her to really get her shit going. And she collaborated with her mom on getting um, the her metalsmithing studio built this year. Um, I had my best year and was able to support the family completely by myself. I actually earned more this year than me and Athena made put together the last couple years. Um, you know, not not added the last couple years together. Uh, I don't think. But, you know, like what we made last year together, I was able to earn that myself this year because of getting this, you know, great Netflix gig. So, again, we didn't know that that was going to be that, you know, even though I was talking to them about it, I didn't know that it would turn into a year long job. You know, I basically was was working in like three month chunks on that job and, you know, you know, uh, actually got to take the summer off because things were going so well, too. So, you know, all these twists and turns. But Athena, you know, got to we got to break her out of job jail um, this past year, and because of that, she's got the studio here. She's in the studio, fucking right now, uh, on a on a semi daily basis, um, getting in there and working on her metal smithing uh, art and craft, and starting to think about how she's going to shape her career with that. So that's been a huge success, you know. And again, it's not guaranteed that it's going to keep going that way, you know. Who knows what this next year brings? You know, you're only, uh, you know, a, a couple bad turns away from, you know, having to kind of reconfigure and and having to get other jobs and stuff. But, you know, it, I just say that I say the, I don't say that to be po- pessimistic at all because I don't even believe in that. I am saying that I mean I do know it's a, a it's a it's a possibility, 
But just so people know what I'm thinking, I say that because I want people to know that we are not like, we don't have a bunch of money in the bank, you know, that fucking, uh, you know, is gonna, is gonna allow us to do this. You don't have to have, there's a myth in culture that you need to have financial security in order to take the chance and follow your dreams. I would argue it's a mistake no matter what circumstance you're in to not follow your dreams. If you put all your energy into your dreams, you will find solutions there. You will start to make an income there. You will figure it out. But if you wait, that's like a it's like a trick. That's part of the trick of mainstream reality is to make you think that life is somehow this thing that has to be perfectly planned out. You always have to have a safety net. What if this bad thing happened? Blah, blah, blah. More often than not, if you put all your eggs in in plan A and go for it and say, I'm going to follow my dream life. Now, within that, there's going to be many plans, many pathways, just like I'm talking about. But if you go all in on it, and we talk about this all the time, that is what's going to make it happen. Not fucking even when you even if you save up all the money and have a perfect plan, that doesn't mean the destiny is going to collaborate with you in the way that your plan is going to work. You know, you might die in a car accident that next day. You might fucking anything could happen. You might get cancer. I mean, fucking my dad just retired, you know, and he's had uh, tongue cancer, had his tongue removed. Now he's eating from a stomach tube through, for the rest of his life. He's uh, and and then just as he's finishing um, treatment for that, the day after Thanksgiving, he has to go in and have uh, his prostate removed because now he has fast-growing prostate cancer in there. You know, he's seventy-two. He played by the rules. He lived in that mainstream reality. You know, my mom, my, you know, he, he retired a couple years ago. My mom just retired. So they're really, you know, their vision and their plan, they have a perfect plan. They both have retire, you know, they both have, uh, uh, you know, pensions or whatever. You know, they both have retirement. They get social security. You know, they've paid off their house. <laughs> you know, they've, they, they're planning, they were planning trips. You know, they were going to have to live frugally because, you know, my mom was a minister. My dad was a, you know, he, he was the head of a nonprofit social work agency um, that helped, you know, people with uh, mental, uh, uh, what do you call it, intellectual intellectual um i'm trying to think of intellectual challenges or whatever i'm trying to think of the of the nice way of what people used to call uh you know mentally challenged uh, mentally handicapped retarded people whatever um now you sit now to you know and of course we don't want to offend anybody you know but just to be clear <laughs> we're talking about i forget what it's called uh i should know because you know we're out here we out here i'm not a big fan of the pc shit but i am into giving people the respect that they deserve you know what i'm saying so that's cool um but um, you know, if you fucking hedge your bets and you wait, and, and my parents are extremely cautious people. My dad's a fucking real planner, doesn't take chances. You know, it's got to be all figured out to do it. You know, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. And it's not a bad thing, but I'm just saying, you know, to me, there is a cautionary tale there that, you know, I think if they had it to do over again and the end of my dad's work career was very stressful because a lot of, a lot of these, you know, administration jobs and mainstream reality are incredibly demanding and incredibly stressful because the life world is fucked up, right? (laughs) The world is fucked up. There's no two ways about it. It's really great, but it's also super fucked up. And look at, you know, just how the mainstream reality functions. It's all ass backwards. It's all fucked up, you know? 
So, you know, their plan and their vision was now they're going to be out here living that dream life, not having to work anymore, spending all this time together. You know what? It really sucks that they haven't got to experience that yet and they have a lot of challenges and now their life is totally different. You know what? My dad doesn't get to go out to eat anymore as a retired person because he can't eat food. He has to have it through a stomach tube now. You know what I'm saying? So don't fucking wait. Don't hedge your bets. Don't play Don't play to a mainstream reality schedule. Let's do it till we're this age so we can get that pension and be safe about it, right? And again, not criticizing anybody. Everybody's doing the things to the best of their knowledge and the best of their ability. My opinion is fucking take the straightest line to your dream life right now because there is no, you know what? I don't have a fucking, like I said, we have, we do, we, we still basically are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, there's times where we get a little bit ahead, but then we invest that in, in building on the house like we did this summer. Right now, back to paycheck to paycheck. You know what I'm saying? And I only have a couple jobs into the future. You know, I don't know. I don't have the whole year planned out. That's why I'm like, all right, let's kick up this workshop. You know, you're creating, you got to create these different pathways, different options, different income streams. But it's only by going all in that you start to think up these things, right? So one of the new wrinkles in our life is that we broke Athena out of job jail this past year. The newest one is we just broke Wolfie out of school jail, right? And this is going to be, of course, one that everybody understands not getting out. Everybody understands getting out of job jail. When we say that now we've taken Wolfie out of school, I know that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, shit, that's stupid. That's a bad move. That's stupid. But, you know, I was someone that was very damaged by school. It was nothing but setbacks for me. It was nothing but mindfuck for me. And Wolfie's in third grade, and he comes home every day saying how bored he is with school. It's so boring. He's targeted as a troublemaker because he's extremely high motor, extremely high energy, is extremely bored in school, so he's fooling around. He's getting lumped in with the kids that, you know, are, are you know... Uh, you know, bad kids for other reasons. And this was the same movie that I fucking lived through. And it, and it was a very, it was a real hardship for me. And, you know, most of the kids that were lumped in there with me did not have the, the happy ending that I've been able to create for myself. They didn't have that art outlet. They didn't have that supernatural hype. Um, you know, a lot of my friends have been in and out of jail. A lot of my friends are working menial jobs and, being exactly where they were when we were in high school, um, you know, and, and, and shout out to them, shout out to everybody on the grind, but I want to see everybody living their dream life. I think it's possible for everybody, you know? So that also extends to my eight year old son. It, it's been one of the great conflicts of our life that, and one of the things that have made the less sense, the least sense of our life that Wolfie, it, struggles in school so much and that we keep sending him to school, you know, and I've always felt like, ah, I'm not like smart enough to homeschool my kid. And, and, um, you know, uh, the social aspect is a very important thing so that, you know, they're interacting with their peers and all that. Um, but it's not worth them going and have their self-esteem bashed in on a daily and weekly basis, um, because they don't fit into the, program and the system of mainstream school structure 
you know. Um, and we went in. We were very active. We went in, and his teachers are very nice, and his teachers like him. But he just literally does not fit in the system. He is like a fucking wild animal there in in you know. I mean, not like he's you know literally, but as 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 as, as good kids can go. He's just a wild animal in there, just like I was. Fucking loud voice, hype energy, all the all the things that I found out that are actually my superpowers and that made my life wonderful and unique and great. Those things work against you when you're in the mainstream system. I couldn't. That's why I couldn't work in an office. That's why I couldn't function in school. Um, it just doesn't work. And and we gave it a shot. Um, but you know, we 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 came to the conclusion that. You know, we have the opportunity, we have a really unique opportunity now. Now that Athena's broken out of job jail, she doesn't have to go to school. She doesn't have to adhere to that making money, doing an arbitrary thing, and, and have being forced into a mainstream uh, work schedule, which is extremely constricting. You know, I mean, try having a family and fucking have kids that get sick and and try to be going anywhere on vacation like you get like two weeks you get like a day off on a regular job for um a holiday and then you're expected to be back and you're you're expected to even work alternating holidays and you're and you're expected to show up whether your kid's sick or not you know and and uh she had trouble with that you know your kid's sick they'd be like hey you already used your uh sick days up you know you can't you can't have it we can't do that and you're like well my kid's sick what do i do it's very restricting so she's out of that artificial environment and our life has been tremendous this past year because of it it's been so wonderful it's been so chill so much more connected and, you know, because before that, I was just here in this paradise and she would have to go off to a nine to five every day. So now she's experienced what it's like to just be chilling in the woods, you know, now going into her studio. It basically took the year to get her studio all built and set up. Um, and and we didn't do that. There was she collabed with her mom and hired contractors to do this work and, and built a really nice little cabin studio across the brook from our house. Um, little maybe 12 by 16 studio and got all the equipment in there. Um, it's an amazing opportunity and to, you know, to, 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 to get this part of her dream hooked up right there. That was really the vision when we came here was we're going to, you know, we're going to build our house. We're going to build studios. We're just going to be chilling here, living completely creative lifestyles. And it is coming to fruition. You know, it's a journey. This is year eight for us. Um, but no amount of time matters when you're living the dream life. You know, of course we thought we'll get all this set up in a couple of years, but you know, it takes time and it takes money takes all these things and oh by the way we've been raising children from scratch the whole time you know from scratch meaning like you know we had wolfie as a baby right when we got here and then you know just as he was not being a baby anymore uh you know and, and a toddler we had junie and now she's just kind of getting out you know she's three she's really you know uh, a full-fledged person now that that can you know just not require the attention that you know an infant needs um you know and we can have a little bit more of our free time back. Um, but, uh, this has really allowed us, it shows, it just shows the progression. First, you have to have the vision. You have to break down the mental barriers in your mind, thinking about this stuff. You know, again, what is the straightest direction? The straightest direction to my dream life was buying raw land in the woods with the little bit of money that I saved up. You know, I saved up eight grand to put down on this property and bought it with that. And then, you know, it was $42,000 to get this 25 acres. 
Um, and then, uh, you know, the mortgage started out at $250 a month. And then now that we've, you know, built structures and, and the taxes going up and stuff like that, it's, you know, just under, it's 400 something a month for our, for our, um, uh, for our mortgage on the property. Now, of course we have, you know, the food bills and, you know, you have other bills and stuff, but that was my straightest line. I knew that if I could buy property, I could little by little build our house and that would continue to maintain the absolute creative freedom, right? I'm someone not interested in going to work at a day job, even if it's an art day job, right? Fuck that. Fuck a nine to five. Uh, only dream jobs only. If I wouldn't do it for free, I'm not going to do it at all. And you shouldn't either, right? And I know not everybody's can can change it overnight, but you promise you, if that's your fucking main drive and that's all you think about, you'll change it. You'll get out of it a lot quicker than you think, right? So now that Athena's home, we've taken the next step and it all became clear to us. It was like, hey, why don't we just bring Wolfie home? And there's a huge homeschooling and unschooling community here in Vermont. A lot of Wolfie's friends, uh, the girls he plays with up the street, he rides his bike and plays with these girls up the street um, that are his age. And there's other kids up the up the top of the hill that he goes and hangs with. And uh, these girls are homeschooled. His other friend from, you know, his other real high energy uh, friend, you know, that was getting a lot of anxiety from going to school and coming home. Um, is homeschooled now and he's doing a lot better and uh wolfie was getting written up on the bus every day it's like deja vu i had to stay back in kindergarten because i was too crazy i had an assigned seat on the fucking bus with my fucking name on it and i had to sit there and fucking right behind the bus driver because i was too crazy on the bus like the same it's the same history repeating itself it's so wild it's so crazy but, you know, we wanted to give it a chance. We wanted to see, but it's the same. Wolfie would be like, I, I hate school. I just like, I like going to gym. I like doing art and that's it. And I like hanging with my friends. And he's already a very popular kid in school. We live in a small community. You know, we live three miles outside of town. It's a very, you know, quaint uh, New England town here. And, you know, half the people know him in town. So he has a very well-established social life. And, and that continues. All you need to go do is go in town to see people. Um, since he's been out of school, he goes to the library and hangs out with friends there. And, you know, we're, we're having him have friends over here. And he's going over to his friends' houses. Not that hard to have your kid have a good social life, you know, once they have friends. So, you know, that's basically covered. And also, one of the things that's cool about it, it also limits what I was starting to talk about is the bad element. Like I got lumped in with a lot of kids that, you know, were actually struggling in school because they came from like abusive families and, and impoverished families and not getting enough attention. Like I always, you know, my family, you know, had a very moderate income, um, you know, and, and, but my family was always, you know, extremely supportive, extremely loving, um, you know, very safe environment. The only, actually, ironically, the only turbulence that really has come in our family is, you know, me being forced to go to school as a teenager. I, it started a short circuit and I started to fight my parents. Literally, you know, I would get in fights with my dad. I threw a chair at my dad. They put me in a mental hospital in my sophomore year of high school for two weeks. Um, I had to go to therapy. I had to be put on medication. This was the only way that they could get me through high school, right? 
And I was running with a bad crowd. That's how I was getting in fights with my parents. I was skipping school. I was running with a bad crowd. I liked, I, I self-identified as a bad kid. That's why I always say, hey, I'm a fuck up. I'm a total fuck up. Now, I'm not a bad kid, but I was doing bad things because I was with kids that were coming from rougher families and they didn't give a fuck. And they, I felt like I didn't have a future because I couldn't see into mainstream reality. Um, it was just a black hole for me when I looked into it and that was depressing and confusing. And, and the fact that I was just being pushed into this black hole by my parents made it all the more confusing. And that's where all that grief and strife came from. So, you know, and they just didn't know what to do again, because, you know, I mean, my parents were like hippies in the sixties and all this shit, whatever, but really they've lived a pretty mainstream reality. I mean, you know, they've, they've made mainstream choices, you know, they, you know, worked, you know, that they took, you know, jobs to, so, you know, they could, you know, they took jobs that they cared about, but worked until, you know, till now when they are, you know, when their health is really in decline, um, and the, you know, the, they've worked away the best years of their life to put their kids through college and, and all that shit. And of course I'm super supportive of it, but I think that that model is not necessary. I don't know if it ever was. It really depends on your family and what you're going to learn within your family. And, you know, I mean, in the old days, it was craftsmanship. It was, you know, you kind of, your parents taught you the skills that they knew. They were some kind of craftsperson or whatever. And then you either went into that or you used the knowledge of learning a craft to go learn another craft that you wanted to learn, right? Or, you know, you went and sought some education, some kind of apprenticeship or something like that. But, you know, you probably kind of used your own investment. You know, uh, it, it's not a normal, it's not, a, it's, it's a rather new thing where, you know, a huge part of the population, you know, sacrifices their, well, their, the best years of their life working a job that they wouldn't just go for free at, right? They wouldn't just go do this for free every day. They're doing that job specifically so that you can have a better future for them than them. I kind of think that's a scam. I kind of think that is a Don Draper, mainstream reality, amazingly successful pitch line. And whether it used to be true or not is irrelevant. And I know that in certain times, you know, you can say, hey, look, in the in the mass population, people that get education earn more than people that don't get that that get less education. But let me ask you a question. Does that statistic tell you anything about the person's happiness? And when you look at where mainstream reality's at, do you think that that is a good equation cuz I don't. And I think that's part of the scam. And I think that even if it ever was true, I think that it really only gives you more opportunities within the structure of mainstream reality. Therefore, it's a self-feeding self-fulfilling cycle and prophecy to just propagate the mainstream reality brainwashing that happens, which basically leads to these mega corporations that's led us to where we are today with these super billionaires and these mega corporations that really control the world and are totally fucking the environment, no matter where you stand politically. I'm not talking about politics. Politics is another hologram. I think politics on top of this is another fucking hologram that they use that they think, oh no, if you're worried about things and you want to change something... Come, you know, you have to vote. You have to, and and trust me, I believe in voting. I think that it's so easy, you might as well do it. 
but that to me is a diversion. It's like, look over here. If you want to change something, go through this super slow process that's actually totally rigged, you know, to make uh, any kind of change as slow as possible. And, and we're going to really shape it to benefit the richest people in the world. You know, if we do let it through, it's going to be made to benefit the people at the top, right? We're only seeing more and more of this shit growing. So if you really break it down and you look through the common kind of tropes about this stuff, it's it's got to be a fucking scam, right? Like, think about it. Hashtag think about it. Fucking look into it. Eddie fucking Bravo. Look into it, my man. <laughs> and, but, you know, so... <laughs> Oh, man, I love this. This is what you fucking came for. We're going on these fucking epic-ass rants. I'm like, how many threads do we have? And we tie them up. Do we tie them up? So, anyway, I think the fact that now all the knowledge of of the human species is available on the internet. So, if you can get on the internet and... If and 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 you can access a ton of knowledge for free, right? Wikipedia, um, you know, just all these things. You can go to YouTube and watch amazing fucking videos on any subject that you want. Is there a lot of bullshit there? Yes. Is there misinformation out there? Yes. But there's also to someone who's curious, you can go on and learn about just about anything you want for free these days, assuming that you have access to the internet, right? And and even people, you know, if you live in a culture where there's libraries, you can usually get on the internet, you know, for free. So, and, 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 and you know, half the population or whatever is connected to the internet now, at least. So there's that. And also, the wonderful thing about where we're at, I work at home, I'm a tradesperson. I'm a craftsman. Athena now works at home. She's a creative tradesperson. She's a creative craftsman just like me. Now, Wolfie's been off for like three weeks. I'm I'm outlining my whole thing about this because I know that some people might not think in these terms about it. And I just want to, I think it's amazing because even I wasn't thinking in these terms before we got Athena out of job jail because... It was. It seemed like too tall a task for just one of us to try to tackle. To have a kid at home and be working, you know, and doing all the other waggy shit that we do, and giving them enough attention. But now that they can bounce, now that Wolfie can bounce between the two of us, he's been sitting and drawing with me at least half the day, every day. He's putting in four to eight hours of drawing with me, and he's loving it. He's doing sick-ass drawings. We're going to set up a website for him. We're going to start to get these drawings up so everybody can see them, and he's going to you know, start to just build up a, you know, a, a, a body of work as a visual artist with me, right? Um and and it's been so fun. And and part of me was like, oh my God, is this gonna be like, is this gonna be uh hard for me to focus? I was actually super creative, super pumped, super productive with him up here because the vibes now are these wild, creative, collaborative vibes up here. He's loving it. Fucking um, where I'm, I, instead of just sitting here listening to podcasts, I'm like putting on different kind of music for him, showing him the, the vision, you know, different hip hop groups, the visionaries, you know, a lot of hip hop isn't appropriate for eight year olds, but you know, we're playing fucking Charlie Tuna, Roots Manuva, fucking uh, uh, the visionaries, you know, just, just different shit. 
and he's getting so into it, learning about hip hop stuff and, um, you know, doing all this funky ass drawing shit. He's starting to work on a comic, build a story, build characters that we're going to work on because that's a project that he'd like to do. And then and then just just the other day, he went into the metalsmithing studio with Athena the first time again. She was reluctant. She's like, oh, I'm just getting started. I don't know if it's going to work. There's like, you know, these 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 sensitive materials, you know, the saws really can break easily. And this this is costly materials I'm working with. You know, blacksmithing is like iron and steel. Metalsmithing is precious metals, you know, silver, gold, you know, precious uh, gems, stuff like that. She's like, ah, you know, it's going to be costly if he's working in there. But I'm like, babe, this is what we're talking about. Just do it. He's so pumped to get in there to work with you. And trust me, you're going to have a lot of fun. And he gets in there and they were like, Athena was like, this was so much fucking fun. I'm so into this. So it's so beautiful. And if you think about it, this is the way that a lot of really strong you know, family bonds are built is family businesses, family trades. And again, it's, this is a passion based thing. Wolfie is a very creative kid and we're not saying he has to be an illustrator or he has to be a metalsmith, but he is extremely interested in doing these things. He's extremely focused when he's doing these things. He's having a blast. It's obviously in his DNA. Think about it. Sometimes having Every opportunity, you go into a public school, they teach you, oh, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be an astronaut. Like, I thought I wanted to be a mechanical engineer when I was a kid. And I don't even fucking know what a mechanical engineer does. But it, they were like, you can draw, you should be a mechanical engineer. And I was like, okay, you know, but I'm like terrible at math. And that was never going to fucking happen. And with Wolfie... He hates, you know, they, they, the, the way school works now, you know, they, you sit down, they time you reading a book and he fucking hates it. They're already doing, he's only in third grade. He's already eight. They put all these artificial time constraints on your learning. They make you sit there quietly. And most of the day he has to do timed reading and reading books that he doesn't get to choose. Tell me how that makes sense. And he has to do fucking math for most of the day. You think an eight-year-old kid should be spending their time doing that? You're out of your goddamn mind. And trust me, if you think that, you don't remember what it was like to be a kid and you don't have kids. Now, not to say that some kids don't aren't drawn to that and don't like and 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 there's some kids that love that, but Kids like to run around and play and be spontaneous and jump from activity to activity and exercise their imagination. And they want to be in a world that they can explore on their own, not just what is shoved down their throat. Being that, and that's coming from someone I was always the babysitter. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I hated going to church. My parents made me go to church growing up. My mom wasn't a minister when I was growing up, but they made me go to church growing up. Um, and I hated it. So to not have to sit through church, I became, uh, the, one of the people that did the Sunday school for the little kids. Cause I, I love kids. I love playing with kids, having fun with kids. They're goofy. They're silly. You know, all the reasons, you know, that I just said, so you know, I would go do that. I was always the babysitter in my community, probably through, you know, being the, being the person who ran, uh, the thing in the, 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 the Sunday school and church and, you know, just family, friends and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm good with kids. I've spent a lot of time with kids. You know, there's not a lot of kids that just want to sit there quietly and fucking, you know, do math problems for fucking most of the day, you know? And so Wolfie would come home and he would be 
just a ball of exploding energy and he'd be quick to get stressed out. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be anxious about things. He would complain about school. And also, and literally the thing that just got me was simply him coming home and telling me he was bored every day. I was like, God damn it. My, the kid is in my, the, this kid is in the prime of his childhood. He's this wonderful, exuberant, hilarious fucking, uh, you know, just super hype kid. And there's people basically telling him to sit down and shut up all the time, you know, in, in not so many words. I literally had people tell me that when I was a kid and he's had a couple, he has a couple teachers that don't like him, but almost everybody really loves Wolfie because he's a really likable kid. His name's Wolf Bandit, which makes him a legend already. Like, I can't tell you how many times we're just walking around town and a teenage girl's like, hey, Wolf. And you're like, how do you know these people? And he's just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, it's crazy. He's like, he's just a legend. Like, that's just like, you know, but again, it's because, you know, that's the life we lead. We're leaving this, we're leaving, we're, we're living this creative legend building hype life, you know, embodying that in, in everything that we do, you know, so it, it trickles down to the children. It's in their DNA. Again, this kid is too, he's, what is the word? He's, 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 he's just too much in every way for the school system. It's, 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 it's bringing, it's, it's reducing him to the worst of you know, it's putting him in the worst position possible and then him feeling very criticized for it, him feeling like he's stupid. He would always go, I'm dumb. I'm never going to learn this stuff because he can't keep up with the pace of learning in school, you know, and it will really hurt his self-esteem. So that's one of the things that I'm most hyped about right now. And you can see how it's really a progression of of me coming here and, and striking out on my dream life and Athena coming here and not having a career made for herself. So having to go through the ringer of nine to five jobs, but eventually us getting on our feet enough and getting to the point where I can support our family and getting to the point where she's collabing with her mom on getting the studio built. And now to the point where we're bringing Wolfie into it and he's apprenticing with me and he's apprenticing with, with Athena. And, you know, of course we have to do, you know, some like worksheets and stuff, but, you know, rather than sitting and having to do math worksheets all fucking day at school, we might sit and do it for, you know, an hour, a couple days a week and he's learning it. It's fine. And he actually wants to learn it. He's like, oh, let's do the math now. And he doesn't feel like that at school. And he's, he's, his vibes have been way chiller. He's been way more relaxed. He's been way more focused. I mean, he's of course like a hyper, hyper, hyperactive spazzy kid all the time, but we both noticed how much happier he is. And he's like, I love being home. And it's not so much homeschooling. We're not just teaching him the same shit that they're teaching him in school. Because again, 90% of the shit that they teach you in school is super dumb. He would bring home these books that were black and white completely garbage illustrations and with they would just be these books that are made for the public school system if you have kids you know what i'm talking about they're like the stupidest they're like watered down to the lowest common denominator some dumb educational story that they read that's literally in black and white it's like i want to throw up on it it's so fucking boring and bland it is lifeless and that's that is why our culture is the way it is people like if you are sitting there like how the fuck is donald trump president you know and trust me we wouldn't be any better off if it was obama or hillary 
I mean, you'd be a little better off. I know a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Of course we'd be better off, right? Because the little changes that those can make can be huge in, in, in civil rights, in human rights, in all these things, right? Giving it to one far side or the other is not the answer. But you've got to realize every single fucking politician, politics is set up as a part of the giant corporate machine with the way lobbyists are now. I'm not an expert on this shit, but it's easy to see that the way that lobbying works in in government now it is simply a giant corporate machine and the and and all the politicians are rich and they don't give a fuck about you know extremely few of them actually give a fuck about it and even if they do they're working in the in the system that is the slowest way to make any kind of change possible you know what makes change revolutions in the street you know what else makes change Overnight, right? That's the way to change things overnight. Revolution in the street. People start revolting. People start fucking going out there in the streets with guns and stopping traffic. And all all around the world, you see when there's protests, things start to change. That's the way to change things overnight. The way to change things over 30 years is politics. The way things change night over the, the way change the the way to change things overnight is either riots in the fucking streets or you change it in your own lifestyle right now. And that's what my mission, you know, and just it it seems unorthodox and it seems like a weird crazy outsider thing to do, but to me it's the only goddamn thing that makes sense. Tell me another way that it would make sense to live. You to me it, it, you have to go what is my dream life? What is my vision? How can I get to the most direct path there? And how can I kind of Try to disentangle myself from as many of these bullshit mainstream reality things. If you don't like the way mainstream reality works, you should not be working a mainstream reality job because you're just enabling the machine. And guess what? It can't work without you. If everyone woke up tomorrow and did not go to work for the machine, the machine would grind to a halt at this point. And now this is before there's like an AI workforce. Once we cross that threshold, then that's kind of world domination is definitely going to be available to the people that run this world, which is very interesting to think about. But right now, at this point, if the human workforce stops, what are the people with the money going to do? They can't do anything because they are the vast extreme minority, okay? They couldn't do shit. And we are the vast uh, uh, you know, overwhelming body of the population. We are the majority. The people every day working a job, shift that to a job that is your passion and you will see the dominoes fall in your life one after another. If you sit there going, God, I wish my life could be another way. I wish I didn't have to work. I wish my wife didn't have to work. I wish my kid could do what he wanted with his life. I wish we could all spend more time together. Listen to what I'm telling you, okay? We started doing, when we got here to Vermont eight years ago, you know, I had saved up some money from working on Adventure Time. That went by quick, and we were on food stamps here. I was living paycheck to paycheck, doing, you know, $200 illustration jobs, $500 illustration jobs, $1,000 illustration jobs. That was basically what I was doing. And I remember I was, I was even, this is just a, you know, I was going, I can remember having $30 in the bank and driving to the store 
and I was drinking every day then, and I would go to the store and get a $10 bottle of whiskey and be like, fuck, we only have 20 fucking dollars left. I remember multiple times going with like less than $100 and being like, damn, man, I might not be able to get any whiskey next week. Now, <laughs> I don't even drink that much anymore, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, you know, it, I wouldn't recommend drinking every week, <laughs> you know, every day, every night, every night of the week. But it just goes to show, I'm not saying you need to save up a bunch of money. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying get it any way you fucking can, you know? And we didn't stay on food stamps. You know, we were on food stamps for maybe a year, and then we saved up money, and we got off of it, you know? Now, there's a lot of people that milk the system. I don't think that that's a good thing, right? It does create a lot of resentment. It's not the way it's supposed to work. You are kind of taking money that is not really you know, supposed to be for you. But the system that if you're out there on the grind and you need a little bit of help, that's what you can do, right? We had we had Wolfie there. We needed a little bit of food stamp assistance, you know? That helped us get through, you know? So any way you can get it. And now, you know, I made the most I've ever made. I made more than when I was out there working for Adventure Time, uh, you know, living in Hollywood, you know, and now I'm easily making up for that small amount of food stamps that we use. I'm easily making that up in, in all the taxes that I'm paying now. A lot of people feel weird about that kind of assistance. I feel like you either have to be on that assistance and maybe you don't give a fuck or maybe you feel bad about it or you're on the line where you could maybe use a little bit of it, but you feel bad about it. You know what? If you're on the noble quest of the grind of fucking trying to live your fucking dream life, you fucking better utilize that system. That's what America is about. That is what this country is great at. It will it will try to help you get to your dream life, but only if you get there, right? It's like a secret hack. It's actually the way it really should be set up, but it's like a secret hack. You have to have that gung-ho mentality. You have to have that fucking cutthroat I'm going to live my life or I'm going to live in a fucking box on the street. I'm going to live my dream life or I'm going to live fucking, I'm going to fucking live in the in a box on the street until it fucking happens. We were living in a tent here on fucking food stamps, living in a fucking pop-up camper, living in a tent, and then getting into the shell of a house that still had plastic for some of the walls in the winter when it was fucking 20, to 20 degrees below zero here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we literally started from the bottom, and now we fucking hear motherfuckers, you know? And I'm not, you know, I'm obviously not the smartest guy, but I fucking work hard, and I and I have a big imagination, and I go after it. Shoot your shot. And I'm still doing it, right? I'm like, hey, Animation Workshop, what if I played a bigger role there? Hey, Netflix, what if you brought me on as like a special visual um, VizDev consultant who bounced around to multiple projects? You kick something over to me, I give you my unique vision of it, and, you know, we just keep going from project to project. Why the fuck not? You have somebody's ear, kick it out to them, because all they can say is no, and you say thank you very much. Keep me in mind for whatever projects are a good fit, right? Because that's all you fucking want anyway. You know, Sam. So, so there you go. There's some fucking epic catch up of where I'm at lately. You can tell that I'm extremely hyped. Um, did I get to everything? Yeah, I did. I covered everything. I usually write a little outline of what we're gonna cover here. I covered it all. Um, so yeah, everything is going great. You know. Um, you know, and I'm extremely hyped. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is set. You know, you know, I don't want you to think like, oh, man, that Ghost Room's got it made. He talks about how good it is, but this motherfucker's got all the jobs he wants, blah, blah, blah. Just because I turned down a career's worth of work 
yeah, a year's worth of work last year while I was working on this one job doesn't mean that's going to come to me this year, right? And right now, I don't have a big project. I've been trying to probe for one. People want to want to have me on projects, but you know, the, there's just not one that's you know the timing isn't right for one right now. You know, I have people saying, yes, we want you on this project, but it's, it doesn't start up yet. Or, you know, we're already past that phase of this project. You would have been great for it, but we're already past the phase of it. So, you know, we'll keep you in mind for the next one. It's all about timing, you know. Um, but that's where the intuition comes in. That's where the destiny comes in. If you are always following your next best plan, right? <clears throat> that's why I developed the workshop. It's a win-win. It allows me to have a, a chunk of income basically the equivalent of a big project that I can work on, except the workshop is not incredibly time consuming for me. You know, it's a, it's a couple days a week. It's really one whole day a week. And then, you know, a little bit of feedback and a little bit of uh, prep, you know, during the week. But I, but that still leaves me, you know, kind of my whole work week to work on whatever freelance projects come in, you know, so it leaves me some flexibility. Um, and then I can plug in those, you know, those, those freelance projects that are either kind of in my pocket floating out there, like the toy project or ones that are coming down the pipe. Like, you know, Raw's been talking about that third raw tray. So, um, and you know, there's always stuff out there. So I know that stuff will come in, but I'm going to generate my own and I'm going to keep, you know, figuring out, Oh, if I don't have a project, what's the next personal project I'm going to work on. You know, I'm going to push, 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 uh, head on on developing the beehive boy stuff more um i'm gonna i'm gonna start to write some outlines for these other future projects i'm gonna think about maybe uh you know putting together a pitch project for netflix or whatever i want to do you know nickelodeon just hit me up you know i have an opportunity to pitch some stuff to them if i want you know so um that's you know that's how you got to do it because trust me it's the only way that is going to make sense in the long term. I know sometimes it's hard to picture when you're there and you're like, I don't know how it's going to work. But trust me, I didn't know how it was going to work. And I still don't know how it's going to work. Once you get that into your mind that it's okay, right? That's the adventure of it. That's the fun part about it. You don't go, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, I just want to explore. You know, I want to be an explorer. I want to fucking hike through the jungle with a machete. That's what it's like. You're hiking through the jungle with a machete there's going to be treacherous stuff that you encounter. There's going to be, you're going to discover lost cities. You're going to discover lost treasure, but you're not going to discover it sitting home, imagining what you might find. You got to go out there and fucking have the cojones to go on that trip. You know what I'm saying? Carones. You got to fucking, you got to have the chicharrones and the carones and the camarones. You know, you got to go out there and have the gusto to fucking spread the mustard on thick and get that spicy bite. You know, you got to go knee deep in that beef stew swamp, regardless of that fucking, that anaconda, you know, that might be in there because you never know. You might get the best of it and that might be your dinner. You know what I'm saying? You're worried you might be dinner for somebody. Maybe you're waiting. You're the predator in the jungle and you about to feast, you know, you about to feast because now you the beast. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. The gospel of Goshrim coming straight to your ear holes. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Uh, let's take another sip. So, yeah, that's about it. We're having fun. We got an hour and a half in the books here. So let's uh, let's punch up the old Patreon. You know, we're, we're, we're going strong on the Patreon over here. Um... Oh, one other note I wanted to say um, in the intro, I was talking about 
um, how there's a, you know, a workshop notification list and that I've been in contact with them and I have had, you know, more than 10 replies of people ready to sign up. That doesn't mean that the spots are filled because basically if you're on the workshop notification list, you're going to be on the list that gets the first email with the link to sign up. But at that point, it's first come, first serve. So everybody in the workshop notification list has an equal chance of getting one of those 10 spots, okay? Um, so if you're interested in starting off 2020, um, you know, really creating a vision of your life, you know, being super hyped up by me every week, you know, 30-minute vid chat, one-on-one with me every week. Um, we have monthly group vid chats with everybody in there. Um, we start off with creating, uh, you know, a five-year plan, you know, a vision of, you know, what you want your life to be about and, and who you want to be and where you want to be doing it, really doing some deep thinking about that, then creating strong personal work because um, that's the foundation of every great art career. Um, you want to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and then figure out a way to make some money off of that. So we start with that personal work. Um, that unique work that's going to set you apart in the marketplace that you're you're going to be competing with yourself. You're not going to be competing with anybody else. That's always been my mantra in my career. The more personal, the better. Um, you know, if someone's doing what I'm doing, then I need to switch it up and do something else. I need to I need to evolve it. I need to constantly be headed into new territory that is uniquely my own, that is based on who I am, what I'm doing, where I am, where my life as an as adventurer, as a as a creative animal in this infinite universe. You know. Um, then we take that mentality into illustration assignments, and then we take that into um, you know world building uh, with creative concept design and production, uh, creative background, uh, basically viz dev, you know concept backgrounds, um, and then taking those uh, concept backgrounds and visual development into production backgrounds. Right, learning the whole process there because that's really the things that I focus most on my career. So. I'm going to teach you what I know about, right? <laughs> and I'm going to teach you mentality most of all. Um, you know, I don't teach a lot of technique. Um, I'm certainly willing to answer, you know, I certainly always answer everybody's questions about, you know, what I do and my techniques and all this stuff. Um, but technique is really something that you're going to develop by, you know, by putting in the work, you know, and you already have technique and you're going to build on it by putting in work. Really what I teach is creative thinking, and mentality, you know, and because of that, you can work in any medium you want in the workshop, which is incredibly empowering and incredibly flexible. You could work in collage, you could work, you could sculpt it, you could work in in the computer in 2D, 3D, you could work in pencil sketching, you could work in fucking pastels, you could work in fucking whatever the fuck you want. You could do it all in photography if you wanted to, you know what I'm saying? So um, we are we are creating um, strong visual art, unique visual art. And, and and also building up you in the process. You're going to walk out of here, out of this three-month workshop experience um, with, a, with, a, with a group of people that you've had a great bond with. You're going to be extremely excited and you are going to have a much better idea of exactly what you want to do. You know, so, and, and, and again, for that reason, it can be for someone with no experience who's starting from scratch, who's saying, I have an interest in drawing, but I haven't done a lot of it. It can also be for someone who's been in the business 20 years and say, you know what, I'm this, my, my art gig has just kind of become a day job. 
and I'm, it's not really full of passion, how can I redirect it and make it super passionate? Because we've had all of that in the workshop um, and, and, and it's been, you know, transformational for everybody in it. And it's been incredible, you know. So if you want to come and put in the work, um, you're going to get you're going to get an incredible amount out of it. So, um, yeah, you can you can uh, get on that waiting list at goshroomglobal.com. Um, you can click on um, the workshop and all the infos there. It has kind of a little funny breakdown of it, and it has a little bit of samples of work from it. It has a uh, that student work from it. It has a video on there. And I think there's even on my YouTube channel, like uh, a sample of, you know, one of my hype vids for the week. I do fresh hype vids every week. And then we vid chat, I vid chat with everybody. Um, and it's, it's very personalized. It's, it's very personal. Um, you know, I'm really becoming friends with the people in there. And, and as you can, you know, as you know, some of them become scouts and all that. So, all right, slowly making my way through the uh, Patreon page here for the shout outs. Um, if you, uh, let's see, God damn it, where is it, manager? If you, um, you know, uh, uh, love this podcast and, and look forward to hearing uh, episodes of it and want to hear it more, um, you know, once we hit a certain threshold, I'm going to start banking episodes to make sure that we get an episode every week. Right now, I just kind of do it when I'm feeling it and when the opportunity arises. Um, and, and, you know, as you know, sometimes there's more often than not, there's, there's gaps there. Um, and maybe they come in little bursts, but, uh, you know, I, I, you know, once it, it, as it brings in more income through the Patreon, I can set aside more of that time for it. Right, right, right now I have to allocate that time for the, for the other jobs coming in, but I'm just as happy. Um, it's just as passionate for me to do the, the, podcast and again it's that it's that it's it's that benefits you benefits me thing you guys get something out of the podcast i get freedom out of the podcast um it's a win-win just like the workshop i get paid out of the workshop and i get to share my knowledge and and forward other people's careers through the workshop so there's always uh, there's always ways that are mutually beneficial, right? There's too many things as we've been talking about our culture a lot today. There's too many things that really only benefit one party involved. Workers get exploited. Um, the people that are running the, 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 the companies are really getting all the dividends from it. I am, I believe that there are more balanced models out there and that's what I really strive for in all the things that I create. Um, that really benefit everybody um, equally in 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 whatever way that they're that they're involved in it, you know. So, yeah, that dream life exists. Uh, trust me. Um, so big shout out to all the green smoothie level contributors out there with that one dollar per podcast donation. It makes the difference. Um, I love you all as a group. And at that $2 plus level, you get that Juicy Beef Stew shout out. You know what I'm saying? So let's kick it off with workshop alumni, Alejandro Fuentes. Again, a great example of someone who had a kick-ass art career. And he worked on some great projects, but just felt like, man, I could... Uh, you know, I, you know, I want to direct my career in a more passion based way. And he had a great time in the workshop, you know, and, and it was so fun to get to know him. And I was so inspired by, you know, he has he has a big family and he was really put it in the work 
to create work that he wants to do, you know, and, and I see the effort that he's putting in and I see him putting up, you know, work that he wants to do more of and get paid to do more of rather than just, you know, whatever graphic design layout, you know, merchandising job comes along, you know, big shout out to my man, Los Focos. Um, we got a big bowl of beef stew going to Jesse Cucucadoni. We got a shout out going to Ghost Scout Butterflesh, a.k.a. Seth Bird. We got a big bowl of beef stew going to my man Gerard Jones. Big shout out to Ghost Scout Frogadal Dundee, a.k.a. Steve Winfield Meyer. Big shout out to workshop alumni Jesse Primo. Get yourself that beefo. You know, we got the comics queen out in Armenia talking about workshop alumni Shamaram. And of course, all these shout outs are for the crew that supported episode 70. And that was the episode with Marley Gallardo. How hype was that shit? You know, my homegirl out there killing it. I love it. Um, and of course, these shout outs are always we got the beef stew, we got the steak tips, and we got Satan's marinated tube steak, all come in vegan options because you know we got love for those vegan Girl Scouts out there. Um, big shout out to Michael Brancato. Big beef stew going to my man Craig Bowers. Ooh, we got. My man, Mr. Husband, a.k.a. Chris Murray. Love you, bro. Hope everything is going well in your life. We got a big bowl of beef stew going out to Matt Bollinger. Oh, man. Ladle some beef stew in a bag for my man, Sam Bag. He's got that beef stew in a to-go bag. We got a big beefy, beefy, beefy bowl for my man, Chris Burke. We got a big bowl of beef stew going to my friend that I met at the, uh, at the animation workshop, legendary stop motion animator, Anthony Scott. We got my neighbor and new best friend, Kent Osborne, who's coming over for chicken pot pie tonight. Holla. Um, we got to check in with him on the podcast. Get it, get, get his, uh, you know, get, get his, uh, feelings about his first full year in Vermont season to season to season to season. You know, he, he, he came in, uh, you know, last the the may before last and he's now all the way through to his you know winter to winter so that's very exciting and he's been loving it let me tell you uh we got a shout out going to arguably art we got my man alexi jeru aka ghost scout cheeky bookie boop 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 we got my man Bobby, a.k.a. The Nobby Wood. Big shout out to computer person getting that vegan beef stew. You know I'm talking about Lermy, the year eight resident. You know she's out there fucking, she's out there making her way. 
living that dream life every day. Uh, we got my man. Oh, I know this man's on the grind. My man, Shell Durkin. He's out there. I know he's hungry for those opportunities. Get at him. Oh, my man, Mark Osborne. Big shout out. Mark Osborne. So much love for you, homie. We'll get Mark when he can talk about Escape from Hat (laughs) years from now. I guess we'll probably get him on the podcast before then, too. Uh, My man. Shout out to my man in New Zealand, Daniel Foothead, a.k.a. Go Scout Sports Magic. Um, And coming in with that bonus $3 shout out. Give my beef stew homie from Pratt a much love. We're talking about Raphael Tang Hall. All right, now at that $5 level, you get that marinated steak tip on the grill. Fire it up. We got a big slab of marinated steak tip going out to perpetual output. We got my man Skyler Bloom with the juicy, meaty steak tip. Vegan, non-vegan. We got my girl Kayla Dakota, workshop alumni. Big marinated steak to take tip. We got our homie from the Norway Brewing Company, Erica Malhus. I think we were headed their way right after the last podcast for, when was that? That was Halloween. Jesus, that was like three, four weeks ago. We had a blast with them. Shout out to the Melhus clan. They always rock our world. They rock it so hard. We had so much fun. Can't wait to connect again. Uh, Big steak tips. We got another big steak tip going on the grill for my man Pablo Meiji, a.k.a. Young Wolf T. And coming in at that $6.66 level, you know we're talking about the Satan's Marinated Tube Steak shout-out level. So fucking cut Satan's dick off. Make it vegan for my man, Krugnack, a.k.a. John Mansfield, a.k.a. Year 6, Ghost Scout Training Camp, Camp Champion. And that'll do it. There's the Patreon shout-outs. If you want to hear your name shouted out, go support the podcast. We love it. Big shout-out to everyone who you know listens to the podcast. Um, share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it. Tell your cousin to tell their cousins about the podcast. Um, you know, click on the links for Go Shrimp merch. You know the holidays are coming up. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Holidays are coming up. Um, we've got a huge selection of print-on-demand merch. Very high quality from Printful. We've used them for the past year. We sold a ton of it last holiday season. Um, and we've got, you know, so many fucking shirts. Uh, all the dope Ghost Shrimp designs on shirts. We got hats. We got podcast mugs and 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 hoodies. Um, we've got uh, prints on there. You can go get those uh, some dope Adventure Time posters. You can get a Beehive Boy poster. Um, you can get Shiva... Uh, not a Raja posters. Um, 
all kinds of dope shit. Um, whatever else is on there. And, uh, and, and if you want to, uh, sign up for that workshop, um, get on the waiting list and workshop waiting listers, uh, stay tuned for more info because like I said, unless some, uh, big project comes through this week, um, I will be, uh, releasing, I will be opening up those spots for sale, um, on, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, weekend. Um, I don't know if it'll be like maybe, maybe like Friday or something like that. Cause we'll probably be traveling on Saturday. Um, and in case people have questions or technical difficulties, maybe I'll try to be around for, to deal with that. So maybe like Friday, um, we'll put those spots up. So I'll let you all know, get on that waiting list. Um, and yes, please give your, your thoughts and, and well wishes to my father who the day after Thanksgiving is going in for yet another cancer surgery. He's got to have that prostate removed, um, kind of real more life altering surgeries for my dad. Um, and he could really use the, the positive vibes and, 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 and the hype, you know, um, it's a tough road. It's a tough road that he's got. Um, but you know, we're, 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 we're there with him and, uh, you know, just, just, just hoping for the best. So get out there and fucking and live your dream life. Be super positive this week. Be super productive um, until you hear from me next. And uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get you another podcast before we leave for Thanksgiving. We'll see what's up. Probably get another guest on here. And, um, and, and you know, while you're out there, please get other people hyped up, you know, and, 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 and go out of your way, you know, you know, don't worry about, you got to, we have to stop focusing on the differences we have. We got to start focusing on the things we have in common, not in conflict. You know, there are money interests that are benefiting tremendously from tearing us apart. Other countries that want to be in power, our own government, it's, it's all bullshit. It's all corrupt. It's all a big distraction from what life is really about. And that's about creative animals in this infinite universe pursuing our passionate lives, pursuing the things that we just want to accomplish in our life and, and, and to, to be with our loved ones, to build great friendships, to, to strengthen our communities and, and live our lives from the ground up positively, you know, and, and have that ripple out rather than these arbitrary places we get stuck in and, and just, you know, and just kind of, you know, have these, you know, negative pinballs bouncing between everybody and, 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 and shredding things up and tearing things up. Think about ways you can, you can mend that. Think about ways you can transcend that in your life in every single way you can think of, you know, in, in your in your diet, where you're getting your food, where you're getting your information, how you're living, where's your energy coming from, all these things. Think about think about you as a consumer of resources on this planet and how can you focus on that becoming as positive as possible, not being a drain, not being a suck, not being a black hole, but, but being a sun radiating, a raging ball of inferno, radiating life out into the universe, right? And until you hear from me next, be positive and productive, all right? Peace out.